Hey everyone, before we jump into today's episode, I wanna share some exciting news. We will be launching our Summer Shred Challenge on May 1st. This is gonna be kicking off on a Monday, and to sign up for this challenge, you're gonna be over $5,000 in prizes. Me and Kyle are gonna be doing it alongside you, and we're gonna be getting shredded. If your goal is to add more muscle, add more strength, decrease body fat, and become a fitter, healthier, and happier version of you, this is your chance to do it and be eligible for $5,000 of prizes. Shred alongside me and Kyle, and we are doing doing early access pricing and submissions before all the spots fill up. There will be tons of bonus content within this challenge. And this is something we look forward to every year, the incredible transformations we generate. So to learn more and to apply early, get access to the early pricing, go ahead and DM us on Instagram saying summer shred to at Colossus Fit, C-O-L-O-S-S-U-S-F-I-T. Once again, DM summer shred to us on Instagram to at Colossus Fit, C-O-L-O-S-S-U-S-F-I-T. Now into the episode. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Fit, Healthy, and Most of All Happy podcast. As always, I'm your coach and host, Josh, here with his co-host and co-coach, KG, and I'm on the mic. We have an incredible episode for you today, as always. So sit back, relax, and be ready to learn how to be fitter, healthier, and happier. And before we kick off into our quotes, we want to try something new. To everyone who's here from the YouTube gang, we want you to comment down below your all-time favorite quote. Now, whichever quote gets the most thumbs up, we're actually going to share next week on our Motivation Monday episode as a community quote, because we want to be hearing quotes from you amazing members of the community, why they're important to you, and we would love to share them. So if you're watching this on YouTube, drop a comment with your favorite quote down below, uh, favorite some of the other ones you like, and we're going to add that into the list for next week, which is going to be absolutely fantastic. We're going to let Kyle kick it away with his quote to start this one off. So my quote for this week is, if you aren't willing to work for it, don't complain about not having it. And this can really go for anything, whether it's the body that you're wanting to strive for, the physique, the overall health, maybe even just successful business relationships, like it can apply to anything. And I think there's a lot of people out there who may necessarily potentially complain about a situation that you're in, but you're not actually actively putting in work to be in a different situation. And I know because I've been there, there'd be times in my life, definitely when I was a bit more of a, I guess you could say kind of reactive complainer, everything like that years and years ago, where I'd be like, man, why is this situation not better? Why aren't I not succeeding in this area of my life? And I just, I wasn't really willing to put in the work and I've hundred percent actively work to change that. And I'm very happy about that. But just think about it. If you're in a situation where you're like, man, I'm just, I'm not in shape. I'm not feeling my best. And you consistently complain, like you don't really have that right to complain unless you're actively willing to put in that work and to make a difference. And it's a good reminder, whatever it is that you just want to improve on to put in that work and you'll be a completely different person said it before, I'll say it again, to get somewhere you haven't been, you have to do something you haven't done. And it's just so easy to say this time is going to be different. I'm going to stick to my fat loss goals. I'm going to stick to my diet. But if every time you're failing off, you got to say, okay, I need to do more. I need to reevaluate my situation. I need to be honest with my level of effort because it really sucks when you're not aligned with your ambitions and your action because you know you want it, you know you're capable of it, but you don't put in the action to allow yourself to get there. And it makes you feel stuck. It makes 
you feel like a failure. So instead, I think this quote is a great way to really just take that and think if you're not willing to work for it, don't complain about not having it. Instead saying if you really want something, you got to figure out the work you need to do it. We always talk about reverse engineering. And I think it's a fantastic thing. If you want to get to a certain milestone of strength, if you want to get to a milestone of speed of physical ability, you got to learn what do I need to do to achieve this and to get to that milestone. So that's an awesome quote. And for my quote, I have a quote by Robert Frost. And this one really just spoke to me and I'm really excited to share it today. And that is in three words, I can sum up everything I've learned about life. It goes on. And this quote is awesome for me because I have clients. I train people one-on-one. I love having that opportunity to build a relationship with clients. We've always made it our goal when we started our coaching to make it as personalized and convenient as possible. We make sure you're getting face-to-face with us at a schedule that works with you, that it's one-on-one, that we know your name, your situation, about your life, about your training, that we're doing everything. A lot of other coaches, it's unfortunate to say, but especially big names in the industry, you'll be talking to their assistants, you'll be talking to these random people that you don't even know that exist but instead we really look to keep a one-on-one approach and the reason i mention this is i have clients that will message me of things that happen of crazy medical things that pop up out of nowhere crazy tragedies family struggles injuries and it's so easy to be like I'm injured. This is the end of the world. I'm never going to be strong again. I'm never going to be healthy. I'm never going to be able to squat. It's over for me. It's just so easy to have that all or nothing mindset. Whereas when it's a friend, it's so easy to be like, hey, be patient. You're going to get through that injury. Some will be a little bit more sticky and annoying than others. Some you'll blast through really quick. And I always say we're humans. We break, we heal. And that's what's important. But it's really important. We don't let these obstacles that come in front of us feel like the end of the world. If you had a really bad day of eating and you blew off your diet and your weight shot up five pounds, get back to that rhythm get back to that grind life does go on and it's so much easier to just cry yourself a river and throw it all away call yourself a failure and be upset when you have that attitude of it's going to go on i'm going to get through this anything that presents in your life any hardship any struggle any challenging chapter just having that mindset that it goes on and even using kyle's quote and saying what can i do in this time another great example is sickness people get sick it's that time of season it seems like a lot of people are getting very sick I'm sick too and I get serious man cold when I get it and I'm like, I'm so weak, I'm dying, this is the end of the world, I'm never gonna be able to train again, I'm not in the same me, it's so easy to get mindset, but instead I say, I got sick and even using Jocko Willick's language, you can just say good and be like, what, why is it good to be sick? But you could say, good, I needed a little bit of rest from training, this is my time to heal up, this is my time to do some more reading, to do some more thinking, to eat some really high quality foods and really fixate and focus on my hydration. If you can take that bad thing and understand its place, no life goes on and say good and try and turn it into a positive, it's not you just being wishfully like just joyous towards any hardship that happens to you. But when you take something that's hard, you can use that as an opportunity to grow, to become better, to navigate. And with injuries, sickness, all these different things, there's always an opportunity within that opportunity. And even though it sucks, when you do this, you're not that victim. You're the one taking action and you'll find continuous ways to have success. I love that. And it's just, it's such a good reminder because I feel like people think that the world just stops. Like it's just, you know, you just chill out and and that's it. But when you realize that everyone's still hustling around you, just, it's such a good reminder not to waste any of the days to make every single moment count and whatever it is that you're going through to keep pushing forward, to keep your head up. And it's a good segue because as I was thinking of like me coming out of my sickness, um, it's so easy to just, I rewarded myself. And what I mean by that is with some something really good. The next day, as I was just 
you know, finally able to have food again. I had a super high protein breakfast. I had 65 grams of protein and that was my reward for coming out of that. I, ha- I went on an extra long walk and I had an incredible workout. I absolutely crushed it and, you know, just I started to build that capacity back and it reminded me of that moment a few months ago when Josh said that, it's amazing to reward yourself with something positive. He said he did two rounds of meditation and he said, I'm going to reward myself. I'm going to do an extra round. I did that today and it felt so great. Usually I'll do about 10 minutes. I did about 13 or 14 and I know it's only a few minutes, but it's such a good reminder because I feel like so many people are rewarding themselves with things that aren't good for them. And if you, let's say, start to feel better, you're like, you know what? I'm going to go party. Maybe I'll get a couple extra drinks. I'll have that junk food that I wasn't able to have before. Um, and just so many things that aren't good for you. But when you think of rewards as something that's positive, Positive, such as maybe a massage, a little bit of extra stretching, um, maybe you know an extra long walk, that extra protein that I had, um, maybe a little bit more meditation. Start to focus, and even as you are progressing within your fitness journey, instead of saying after this 60 days, 90 days, whatever it is, I'm going to reward myself with this thing that's going to be beneficial for me versus something that's going to take away your health and not necessarily going to be that good for you. So positive rewards, it'll go a long way, and it's uh, one of the greatest things I think you can do on your fitness journey. Yeah, I contextualize in my head as me overdoing things that are good for me. It's so common and we feel guilty. That word overdo just inherently sounds wrong. It sounds like you made a mistake, you've done something wrong, but instead you can say, it's a gorgeous day, I'm on this walk, let's let's take it a little bit farther, let's get after it, or I'm gonna eat just the best food ever because I'm sick, I'm gonna overdo it with the healthy food. I'm gonna have so much, so much water. And even for me when I'm sick, try and make it a challenge to eat as good as I could, to rest as much as I can, to get as much sleep as I can so I can blast through that faster. And the more you think of overdoing good things in life, the more you realize there are a lot of good things to overdo. Spend more time with friends, spend more time training one day, go on a longer walk, spend more time reading, get to bed nice and early and have the best sleep you've ever had, take an extra long shower. Like there's a lot of things you can do to overdo that are actually good for you, that are gonna help you feel better and help you grow. And it's just so easy to have the attitude of like, I don't feel good, so I'm just gonna instantly reach to quick joys, like stuffing a bunch of fast food in my face or just skipping a workout so I feel better that I didn't have to do that hard thing. But often times when their challenge comes when we need to actually do something positive to make us feel better. So it's part of that healing process. And I think those were two incredible quotes. And now we're just gonna jump, well, actually, sorry, no, that was actually Kyle's thought, which is fantastic. I know you got one more thought you wanna jump into. So Josh and I went rock climbing for the first time the other day, and uh, it, it's been a while. And the next day I went to hit my workout, which was back day, and uh, it, it killed. It was it was really tough. I just, I got really sore um, from the rock climbing because it's something I hadn't done in a while. It's been a few months. And back in the day, I feel like my thought process would just be kind of like negative towards that situation. Like, I can't really hold on to any weight. This is gonna affect my workout what am I doing? I may as well skip. I may as well switch the workouts around. But the way that I feel like I've started to frame stuff like this, like between like soreness and just stuff like that is that it's, it's beneficial. I'm thinking, you know what, if I'm able to push through this next time when my forms are rested, when everything else is good to go, I'm going to be that much stronger. And I relate this back to my running times when I was like really sore. It was so hard. I'd always have that first instinct and that first mindset of just like, man, I shouldn't be doing this. My legs are fatigued. Like this, this is going to suck. But I feel like it replicates like real life situations. Like it can't always be perfect. You can't always be rested. And then anytime I would go for like a really long run, and I was fully good. 
it was just such a good reminder that man, like this, this prepares you for these types of situations. Next week when I'm rested and my forearms are good to go, it's going to be like, you know what? I'm so glad that I pushed through that because I'm a hundred percent and it's a, a good solid situation. Whereas, yeah, it's just, it's a good reminder. Cause I feel like sometimes mentally, like it's, it's crazy. Those battles, even yesterday, getting to the gym, like I know it's something small, but just the thought process where it could like literally defeat your workout and your mindset just from having these negative thoughts. I always try to reverse engineer it and just flip the script and be like, no, it's positive. It's great. I'm going to be stronger. It's, it's going to make me unstoppable. And uh, it's just a good little mindset shift for some of you if you experience similar things. Absolutely. Now we're going to jump into our client shout out. We love mentioning a client of ours who is just absolutely crushing it because this is someone who came in and wanted to achieve something, who is able to get it done. And we love learning the mind-breaking beliefs that allowed them to break those previous limitations on themselves and actually get it done. So who's our shout out and how do they do it? So this week we have Seth. If you are watching on YouTube, which I highly recommend, check it out on the screen. You can see his incredible transformation. But one of my favorite things is the young guns, the young people who come in and invest in themselves because I truly believe that for the rest of their life, they're going to be a different person with the new habits they build, just even like building some good quality muscle and like learning how to do stuff from the very beginning, right? absolutely incredible. He's a young guy. He lost about 15 pounds in 90 days. And you can see he is fully transformed. The new confidence, the new self-esteem boost. A couple of his tips I really love, just meal prepping, trusting the process. Even just as we always say, he said, you're not going to be perfect. So if you have a setback, don't think of it as restarting, but think of it as continuing. Look Look at the bigger picture. If you messed up one day, look at the whole week, month even, you'll most likely have more good days than bad. And I absolutely love that. It's incredible. And just seeing the transformation, the confidence boost, everything like that. Once again, this could be you, especially with all the prizes, with everything taking place, that community, that guidance, that support. There's no better time to reach out to us, especially with the summer shred that's taking place. Make sure to send us that message, the keyword summer shred, and we will take care of you. And uh, we're so excited to help some of you awesome people and do some incredible things over the next 60 days together. Yeah, we only have limited um, spots available for this early access. So it's really important you reach out so you can partake so you can be eligible for the prizes as well as the additional bonuses the first 10 people to jump into the summer shred at the early access rate are going to be getting a little something special exclusive to them so this is definitely your chance to do it all of our current clients are automatically going to be eligible for the challenge and it is going to be the biggest one ever we're going to be planning some crazy things we're going to be getting some insane results we're going to be motivating each other as a community i am so excited for it once again our instagram at Colossus fit just hit us up with summer shred but now we're going to jump into our mailbag where we answer your questions and we have some really fun ones today our first question of the day is what are your top finance tips so people ask us this a lot which is kind of funny because we don't really talk about finances all that much but i think we do inadvertently at times because finance and fitness are so similar they're two worlds that really mirror each other because it really rewards slow, consistent effort, consistency, and not really pushing into instant gratification and really having a healthy and sustainable approach. If you do that, they'll be very healthy financially. And it's the same with fitness, but asking what my top tips are. I I love finance. I love reading about finance books. I I think more than ever, it's being talked about like crazy. And I, I say my number one tip for anyone more than anything is to avoid the get rich quick 
kind of stuff that's going out there. There's so many things where some kid will be screaming about Forex or some MLM or some stock that's going to change your life. Like getting so fixated with these things, you're just going to let other people make money off of you. Even cryptocurrency in general, people will be pretty predatory there. And I'm not saying I dislike it. I've actually been involved in that for a long time and it's something I like, but anything you don't fully understand, you really shouldn't jump into just the same too. Like if I gave you some crazy weird food or powder or pill or something. You'd be like, what is this? Why should I take this in my body? And it's the same with your finances. If you really need to be aware that there are a lot of people who probably want to take your money, who want to make more for themselves and don't want to be in a good position and you want to insulate yourself from that. So one of my biggest tips is read three really good finance books. There's a lot of fantastic ones out there. There's ones that are very conservative. There's ones that are more aggressive. Like Reading finance books are good because you'll learn a lot of common sense things and a lot of ways to save money. You learn about the importance of compounding. You learn about uh, just the differences in rates and credit and all these fundamental things that will lead to good financial health. And there's just so much that goes into it. But my ultimate biggest tip and like upon reflection, because I did a lot, like I remember back in uni, I went to buy a $30 hat. I had maybe like $2,000 before that. I started buying things like crazy because I was excited for uni and I wasn't able to afford the hat. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm actually broke. I have less than $30 here. And that really kind of lit a fire into me. I started reading some finance books, getting things started and starting to learn about saving. and got super into that we used to do like no spending challenge and stuff so you could spend no money for the longest time and it, it was a whole thing using those budget tracking apps but in retrospect i wish i spent less time track or pinching pennies even i read a fantastic book recently called die with zero and he spoke about like especially in your teens early 20s like all these ages is one of actually the worst times for you to save money because he was the example where he was a trader he told his boss that he had saved a thousand dollars and his boss said you're an idiot more or less because he said at that age he should be out doing things be with friends doing experiences investing in skills when he's at the lowest yield curve of his income because as you get older you should make more money your money should compound more you should have more opportunity and more responsibility so when you're a younger age it's a really good time to invest in your health to invest in your knowledge to invest in your skill sets so you can make more money you can be healthier you can be a happier you can be a more effective person and myself i think i was too quick to pinch pennies and exclude myself from exciting experiences, doing more courses, doing more learning. And I'm very fortunate that I broke that habit and I invested heavily into that. And like at this stage in my life, any type of learning or self-development I can, I will spend money on immediately. I won't even second guess it, but it's too often we'll buy a new car, we'll buy a bigger house than we need, we'll have a crazy bar tab, we'll get some fancy clothes, but we won't even spend a penny on ourselves. And it's pretty crazy. And I love getting people that are hesitant to sign up for coaching, for example, that aren't doing well with their fitness, health and happiness, or they're not where they want to be, then they succeed with it and they get motivated and they learn and they become more skillful. They become more confident. They end up getting raises. They end up making more money. They end up doing so well with their fitness that they say, Hey, I'm going to transfer this over. I'm going to do more of my finance. I'm going to do better there. I'm going to level up. And it just comes full circle. And it just becomes this powerful snowball where you just, you're a force, you have momentum, you have consistency. It's just so easy for people to put that to the side, say, I'll figure it out later, I'll get fit later. But having the opportunity, and we built our coaching to our whole thing is over promise and over deliver. We want it just to be the best value ever. And that's why we have all fantastic five star reviews. We have helped over thousands of people. We've worked one on one. We've 
continue to make it very custom, one-on-one, -on -one, very personal and very sustainable so that everyone can have success because that's our mission at the end of the day is to help people become fitter, healthier and happier. And I love that I have this podcast to do it, but a lot of the time there's unique situations or unique barriers to an in, a specific individual and need to break through that. And that's why I'm not crazy about big general advice. And that's why I'm not just giving big general advice about saving and finance because everyone's so different. Everyone has different obstacles, different situations. Some people have tons of money. Some people have no money and it's the same with fitness. Some people are super overweight. Some people are pretty experienced, but they have their own limitations. They have their own mental barriers. Like it can go a hundred different ways. And that's why at the end of the day, when you have that desire to do more, you're listening, you're learning, you're listening to podcasts like these, you will get better. But working one-on-one -on -one and learning from people who are great, who have done it, who have applied all their effort and knowledge into it is fantastic. And that's why I love books. And that's why I love finance books, because you can really take away quite a lot. And especially in the world of finance, where it can be predatory to people who don't know what's going on, it is good to get a little bit of knowledge. So that's my spiel. And those are my big tips. I think the biggest thing that uh, I love everything that was said there, but like for us over the years, just growth wise was just investing into ourselves. Like similar to Josh, I was definitely in that mindset of just like, you know, it just save and in a computer. It's hilarious. Like Kyle had this big junker of a computer. I'm like, please buy a Mac. I love Mac. Okay. I have no shame for it. I know they're overpriced and I can buy a better PC, but he had this junk thing of a computer. It always shut off. And then eventually he got a Mac and then he had his Mac and Kyle isn't necessarily the most gentle with his electronics. So then his computer would like shut off every like however so often I'm like, Kyle, just buy a new computer. Like you need a new computer because he'd be stressed. He'd edit a whole video for six hours and it would die. Anyways, I'll let you. Yeah. It was just wild, like reflecting back. And I mean that people ask like what regrets you have. And I think you, you only have to, you, you learn from your situations, but definitely like between that laptop situation when of course, like there's so many times I'd go out and spend on like just numerous nights out this and that. And I'm like, I couldn't even edit a video, which was going to help growth wise. My phone had no space. And I was just like trying to build this stuff. And every time like Josh would be like, Hey, you get it done. I'm like, bro, my, my laptop's messed up. My phone's messed up. So long story short, I wish I would change that. But the day that we started just focusing on that growth mode, and I think it came from surrounding ourselves with like people like mentors online, YouTube videos, like books, especially that just the mindset change. We invest in ourselves with courses. Like we'd fly out to these different places and, you know, just, it was a lot to even collab with these YouTubers and like to just do all this stuff. But then that's when everything changed. And I, I heard in a recent book, uh, the 10 X rule by Grant Cardone the other day, he said, a lot of people will look at a book and think, how can I get this um, $30 book for $20? Like that's the mindset. Whereas he's like, how can I look at this growth book or whatever it is, this program, this course, and turn that into a million dollars, turn this into a profitable biz, profitable business. And like switching that mindset of just like, how can I get this for cheaper and this and that, like, instead of saying, what can I get out of this? You sign up for a coaching program instead of trying to get it for cheaper. Like, what can I get out of this? That's going to help me for the rest of my life. So I can live longer, have more energy and all that great stuff. So I think investing in myself, like I'm, I'm so glad I started to do it because it, it changed our worlds for sure. And I'm very grateful for it. But past that, I think just having a game plan. I think a lot of times you can relate all this stuff to fitness, which is pretty cool as well. But, you know, sitting down for at least 60 minutes at the start of the month, getting things going, understanding what's happening this month, where things are going. And, uh, you know, as the quote says, like fail to prepare, prepare to fail. So I think that's one of the greatest things a lot of people can do is just being aware of this, having that understanding and sitting down with yourself for a little bit of time, maybe talking to your significant others and just being on the same page with that type of stuff. Uh, Josh nailed it with all his tips, but those are the things that I, I really wanted to mention today. Yeah, it was a great addition, like awareness. Similar to how we say weigh in every day and to be more aware of your weight. 
just the same. If you actually know about your finances, sometimes it sucks. You're like, oh, I probably spent a lot of money. Knowing that can be like, okay, I need to save a little bit more. If you total up how much money you have, your net worth at the end of the month, and you can compare that, you can say, am I going the direction I want or not? You can see where you're spending. And even I love the exercise of going through your credit card and categorizing where your money's being spent because you can see what you're prioritizing. And you may be surprised to see that most of it's on food and drink or clothes. And one of my favorite quotes ever that changed everything for me was stop stepping over dollars to get to dimes. And a good example of this is saying, I'm gonna learn to be fit by myself. I'm not gonna hire a coach. This is a very small investment. We keep it really affordable. It's like the price of like two nights on the town. And by doing that, you can become fitter, healthier, happier, learn tools for sustainability for the rest of your life, save more money, live longer, have that vigor and that energy. And too many people will try to buy that in cheap ways. Like if a guy wants to impress a girl, he'll get like a bunch of really fancy clothes, try and flex some car he can't afford and go through all these superficial things that don't actually speak to that person. When you have the opportunity to say, how can I be someone who's fit, healthy, happy, confident, and driven, who has purpose, who's moving in line with the vision of the person they wanna be. And by doing that and saying, I will invest in myself, even if it's a course, if you wanna learn about real estate, like there's nothing I was curious about. I did a weekend course, I realized, ah, this isn't probably a passion of mine and whatever, but I feel like I learned a lot of really cool principles. I learned about how that thing worked. Like, be curious, invest in it. There's nothing wrong with getting skills and networks. And you might say, well, I have like zero money. This is great and all, but this doesn't apply to me. Even like taking a friend out for food or for a coffee or just going out and being around people and making investments into experiences. If you're a young person, go to the movies, go go do these fun things. Like you don't wanna just be sitting around looking at your account and seeing all this money because in my opinion, it's very hard to save your way to riches. Like Starbucks coffees or whatever isn't, the grand scheme, the grand problem. You do gotta be honest with your budget. Like even for me, things like DoorDash, I don't care to pay double premium to go pay for something where I could just go get it that I probably don't need. And that's something like I'll always be aware of. But at the end of the day, I love to try and spend more and as much as I can on experiences, on fun things. Me and Kyle call them uh, million dollar experiences. There's this car experience where you can drive like eight supercars or something for six hours for 700 bucks, like I'm there, I'll spend that all day. There's a lot of things I wouldn't spend $700 on, but anything I find that motivates me and drives me, any conference, any course, any book, Books, I don't think twice. I'll buy any book at any point as much as I can. I just love to consume them. And this is a good change. If you can start to break that mindset and say your knowledge, your health, and just your passion, it should be number one, you'll notice that you'll end up making more and it will actually drive you to do better. So those are our top tips. We love the different types of questions. So if you have any more, any further questions, feel free to ask us. And now we're gonna jump on the second one, which is I want to eat healthier, but don't know where to start. What foods are healthy? And what foods are even healthy? And I get so overwhelmed looking at micronutrients and different groups of food. What do you guys do? So my biggest takeaway and like the biggest thing to really focus on is, is, is I posted recently the other day just about walking into the grocery store and like the different principles along that. But I would say one easy thing is just shop the perimeter. And when it comes down to it, a lot of the healthier, more whole foods, more natural stuff, you know, less processed things are going to be around the perimeter of the grocery store, right? It's not always going to be perfect, but if you're thinking veggies, fruits, you know, just whole grains, um, even just like the meats, like all that great stuff. I try to start with that when it comes down to grocery shopping, because it just, you can fill up the entire cart with some incredible things. And then another great hack would just be to walk through the aisles for stuff that you know you need. If you know you need ketchup, if you know you need some condiments and stuff like that, have a list there. But I think that alone is like one of the greatest tips that I heard, because it just, it really makes 
makes you understand like what's actually kind of solid for you and like what will actually, you know, take care of your health and just be great health decisions. And that's going to be like one of my greatest things. I know Josh has a lot of examples, but that's something that I live by and I firmly believe in. One of my biggest tips for health is to look at the sum, not the parts. I think it's just so easy to say I want to eat healthy and go to some like overpriced food store, some fancy whatever it may be and getting like a crazy acai bowl, really healthy salad and something else and being like, ah, I'm healthy now. But at the end of the day, if you focus on protein, well, calories first, then protein, then fiber, carbs and fats kind of fall after that, then micros. If you get really obsessed with just needing to eat healthy things all the time, you're not gonna have much success. And then more so, like I said, it's that whole, it's that consistency. If you're eating 2000 calories Monday to Friday and the weekend you're having 8,000, that's not healthy, it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, you want to focus on being as consistent as you can by actually just being aware of what you're consuming and making an effort. And when you actually create more consistency, you start to understand your body more, it becomes easier to work in more of those healthy foods. Some of my favorite things to do, are I love starting my morning with a just extraordinarily healthy breakfast. Right now, I've been doing Greek yogurt and then I'll top that with protein granola. Then I'll top that with a little bit of chia seeds, only 50 calories worth, and I'll do about 100 calories calories of hemp hearts which are absolutely fantastic and then i'll do uh greek or not greek yogurt sorry i'll do blueberries and then strawberries then i'll put a little bit of cinnamon i'll go like all out because to me that's like a superfood breakfast i feel fantastic after that i'm getting some quick carbs getting healthy fruits i'm getting seeds i'm getting greek yogurt protein like i'm just getting everything i need in that bowl and it's an easy thing for me to have consistent every day tastes fantastic and it doesn't take that long to prepare maybe five minutes just weighing everything out but to me that helps me feel my best whereas i know if i go to mcdonald's and get like breakfast burritos i'm not going to feel very good and if you want to be healthier just start creating these healthy constants in your day because I still like to go out for fun dinners. I still like to do other things, but by knowing I'm having a healthy breakfast and I always aim for a healthy lunch, puts me in this great position and it makes it easy for me to get to that 80-20. And then once you get that 80-20, you're consistent, you're limiting those big extreme crazy days where it's all or nothing. That goes a long way too and you'll be able to push that more. You can do 85-15, and you can do 90-10 and you can aim to get healthier. And what I've really found is the healthier you eat, the more you enjoy it. And even now I've been challenging myself to have more different food groups than I have. So we've heard it back in the day, like eating all the food colors of the rainbow, all different types of foods. Different foods have their own benefits. And the more you can work in a variety, the more you can receive the benefits of that variety of foods. At the end of the day, you can still get absolute fantastic results just by focusing on protein and calories and you can look amazing. I could eat McDonald's every day and find a way to do it. But ultimately, it's gonna really restrict how I feel, how much energy I have, how my skin looks, how my body operates, and it goes so much past the aesthetic. So when you're eating foods that are in line with what you want and feeling great, goes a long way and you don't have to complicate what healthy food is it's just making that effort being honest with yourself like sure there are delicious quote-unquote healthy chicken rice and broccoli frozen meals not to say they're horrible for you and they're going to kill you but it, if you can focus on getting good whole quality foods like Kyle said those perimeters buying more vegetables working more vegetables with meals focusing on lean proteins looking for whole grains just doing things that make you feel great and compare it. When you eat things, how do they make you feel? How can you work them in? Play with different things. Look at your MyFitnessPal. Are you super deficient in potassium every day? How can you analyze that? What can you do? How a few bananas? There's just so many ways you can go about it. And to understand that you'll never be perfect is the biggest thing. 
I don't think there's such a thing as a perfect diet, but it is fun and you can gamify it more by experimenting with it and looking just to do these things that will cause you to be more full and more energized. Even huge salads every day for dinner has just made just staying lean the easiest thing in the world for me because I feel like I'm stuffed, which I like, and I'm really satisfied. I'm getting just tons of incredible things from the salad. I get that volume in the meal as well. And these are things that work well for me. You might have an entirely different approach, but there's so many cool ways to go about it. It's just about putting that effort. But like I said, first and foremost, focusing on consistency, focusing on the big picture things like regulating your calories and your protein and then diving more into this stuff. Yeah, it's so hard. Like you will succeed if you just, it, when you have a healthy diet, it's like similar to Josh. Yesterday I made a salad and I'm no chef or cook or anything here, but I literally just put lettuce, tomato, cucumber, and a little bit of dressing. And I had just so much of it. And it's just insane. Like how filling stuff like that could be um, on top of, obviously I had some fish, which is awesome, you know, good source of protein, but you look at something like that and it's just, I'm like, this is high quality. This is amazing. It's, you know, quite affordable as well. And it's just, it, it fills me up versus so many of the other things. And I think I'd argue a lot of people know like what's pretty much good for them, right? Like you can look at these specific things like the salads, like the meats, uh, the proteins and all that stuff and be like, you know what, the way that it makes you feel like you just, the, the micronutrients, that's a great way to look at it as well. Just like the, the vitamins and stuff. When I log into my fitness pal and it starts saying, Hey, you've met your fiber goal. You've met your vitamin DC and all this other stuff goal. Like you're like, you know what, that's some good stuff for me. So, um, yeah, that was a great question and a great answer as well by Josh. All right. And then last but not least, what is your favorite hit workout and why? I know a lot of people are like really into them and that's what they do. And like, you know, just there's so many videos and a lot of stuff going um, around about high intensity interval training, AKA hit. Uh, for me personally, like my honest feedback would be, I personally would rather do lists. So low intensity, steady state cardio, um, and then just really focus on the intensity of my strength training workouts, do a combination of those two things, then do high intensity interval training, which would be, let's say 30 seconds on 30 seconds off or something like maybe using the rowing machine or maybe using the elliptical or the treadmill, like some sprints and stuff. That's just more of a personal um, opinion. I find that when I incorporate high intensity interval training, it does potentially take away from like my strength training, my recovery. Um, and I just, I don't enjoy it as much. So personally, I'd rather do something that is like easy for me to follow. And just personally speaking, I really like doing sports that incorporate stuff like this, whether it's like beach volleyball, I find even just, you go for like quick bursts of 30, 45 seconds. You're just going hard, you're diving, and then you chill out a bit. Um, hockey, similar concept, 30 seconds on, you know, maybe a minute off or whatever it is like really cool way to kind of do that. Even mountain biking, we enjoy like you go, super hard for a little bit the heart rate's up the heart rate's elevated and then you chill out a bit same with snowboarding you know you're going a minute or two on the way down if it's a smaller hill take a little bit of a break and I've really found those more fun more enjoyable I find it gives me that like that heart rate boost and then as well as strength training like even just a heavy solid workout alone is just absolutely incredible in the way that it makes you feel in the way that it gets your heart rate up in the way that it helps you just grow in so many different ways shapes and forms but if I were to give like two things I really do like for high intensity inner training if I were to do it it'd be the rowing machine I just I really like that feeling it's great on your back I enjoy it a lot um, as well as like hill sprints I think are super beneficial just for anyone looking to get outside get a nice little push but it's not something I incorporate um, I would much rather go for a 30 minute walk than like five to ten minutes in, in the gym doing high intensity interval training but yeah that's just my personal uh, viewpoint on that question yeah Kyle summed it up really well there I I don't do hit too much myself just because I like to train really hard I like to fix on being really strong getting great contractions i do find it takes quite a lot out of me and it makes me very 
ravenously hungry so i prefer to go the slower and steady route i love walking myself i really just like lists and i find in general it's like a net neutral for me in terms of energy i actually get energy endorphins from it and it makes it easier and it is actually a slight appetite suppressant walking which is another fantastic metric as well so that has been something i've really enjoyed and has been absolutely fantastic and we just want to thank you for tuning in today if you enjoyed this episode please let us know follow us on instagram at colossus fit shoot us a message tell us you love the podcast it's always great to hear from you and it goes a long way and for those of you that want to take advantage who want to invest in yourself who want to be the fittest healthiest and happiest version of yourself go ahead and dm a summer shred to get access to that early access pricing and membership opportunity for the summer shred challenge you're just gonna have over five thousand dollars in prizes so we look forward to hearing you there first 10 people to sign up are getting a special bonus so don't miss out on that we'll see you in the next episode peace out